everybody. Welcome to episode number 17 of the Culture Shock Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Grant, and sitting across the table from me is... Cody Hager. The Culture Shock Podcast is a podcast where we talk about culture, life, and everything in between. And this week, we'll be beginning our Versus series. We'll be answering the question, who is the greatest supervillain of all time? But first, Cody. Tyler. What's up? Nothing much. First of all, I, I, I kind of said, like, sitting across the table from me. Question mark. Because right now we're in a weird setup. Yeah. It's, we're recording a little bit late. We're getting it out a few days late, but we're sorry, guys. We're consistent, as mm-hmm. consistent as we can be. Had a crazy week. So we're sitting in my house right now on a table, but the microphone is currently where? On the high chair for, um, your for son. my son. So it's kind of a table, it's kind of a high chair. It's a really makeshift system this week. It so could be worse. We're making it happen. Yeah. Our audio is not going to be as top-notch as it always is because, you know, we get that top-notch yeah, top production, notch. production production value. value. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be there. It's going to be something. Why uh, Why were we so busy this week? Man, we've, we had an event at the church called Mission Montgomery where we go out and we serve the city. We had over 100 teenagers with us this week. And, dude, it was crazy. It was awesome. It was all. It was, it was great. so good. Yeah, but I'm tired. Yeah, I, you you stayed there. I I went home every night, but yeah, you were there every night. I slept on the floor. Yeah. Okay. One one night, I finally got to bed at two a.m. after going <laughs> to a trampoline park. Uh-huh. I, after serving all day, going to a trampoline park, getting kids to sleep. I felt like I broke my back at the trampoline park. I slept on the floor for four hours. Got back up and then did the whole day next and drove for and drove to Birmingham yeah man three and a half hours it was something it was I mean it was an awesome trip we had an awesome time that was good um but we couldn't record Thursday because we were in the middle of serving we were in the middle of doing Mission Montgomery I was out in the sun all day long yeah you were (laughs) I definitely was not um so hot but Cody yeah I have a question for you okay I, I I'm really interested to see this one. Dang it. I'm so nervous. When was the last time uh-huh. you got ice cream from an ice cream truck? From an ice cream truck? An actual ice cream truck. I don't know if I've ever gotten ice cream from an ice cream truck. Are you I serious? I can say that in all honesty. Unless you can't like... There's this one place in Asheville, I think, where it's like an ice cream truck, but it's permanently parked where it's at. Okay. I think it's Asheville, or maybe I'm thinking of somewhere else, but regardless. But you've never got ice cream now. from a truck that comes through neighborhoods. An actual mobile with truck. With a creepy song. Yeah. Whatever. On a loudspeaker. Nope. I ask, because we got some today. Oh, really? Yeah. We got home. Had some McDonald's after lunch. You know, a good post-church meal. Healthy. Very healthy. Went out there, heard the ice cream truck, got us all an ice cream. That's so, cool. It, it kind of brings back the good old days of, like, being outside all the time. Like... Trusting people who drive creepy vans and buying ice cream from them. And it worked out really well. The good old days. The good old days. Sounds like the 60s. We weren't even alive. I was about to say, that doesn't sound Dude, like this 90s. truck looked like it was from the 60s. It was pretty scary. For real. Yeah. Ice cream good? Yeah, it was great. It cost me $8 for three of us. That's not bad. I know. Compared but, to like going to Brewster's or it, something. I, but it was like two chocolate chip cookie things and uh-huh. then a bomb pop that Judah got. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever. It worked out. You made a cash. It doesn't matter. I definitely made a cash. So, like, because we're making so much money from the Culture Shock Podcast. Yeah, John (laughs) Ralphio. Speaking of being flushed with cash, if you want to give us a like, give us a review, um, give us five stars on (laughs) our podcast. I didn't know where you were going. (laughs) You can help us become flushed with cash because we've made so much money off the Culture Shock Podcast. No. Oh, my God. We're not doing it for money because if we were, we'd definitely be in the wrong area of work. We're doing it because we love culture and we love uh, talking to you guys. But if you want to, go on the iTunes app, go on the Apple app, give us a five-star review, um, give us a written review if you want to, give us a subscription or any of that good stuff. Any of it. Where else can you find us? You can find us on Instagram at... Culture Shock Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at... The Culture Shock Pod. You can find us on Facebook at... The Culture Shock Podcast? Do we have Facebook? Yeah, we do. I've never... We have like three fans. Hey, let's make it four. People. Let's do it. So let's make it four. <laughs> Check us out on and Facebook. And you can email us at thecultureshockpod at gmail.com. But hit us up because I think you may want to hit us up after this week because we are starting our Versus series. Versuses. Versuses. The Versus series is going to be something that we're going to be taking over the next few months on the Culture Shock podcast. It's not going to be weekly. It's going to be every five to six weeks we're going to come back to our Versus podcast. Versus series. It is big. a big commitment. Yeah. So it's going to be a bracket-style type of competition. And there's a game that's out now. It's kind of a board game called Super Fight. Kind of a board game, or is it a board game? I mean, it's cards, so I guess you could call it a board game. 
Um, but it's where you take a character and you give them attributes and you argue with each other about why that character would win in a fight. And what we're going to be doing is that same exact type of thing. And we're going to be doing our verses with villains for the first few months. We have 32 villains that we chose from. You can go check it out on the Culture Shock Instagram. We're going to have our whole bracket posted. We're going to be taking it bit by bit. Eight by eight by eight. We're going to go through it. Eight bit by eight. Eight bit by eight bit. So each time we do it, we're going to go through a whole part of the bracket. We're going to do eight teams and narrow it down to one until we get to the fifth week of our Versus series where we will have our final four and we'll be talking through who would win and become the best supervillain of all time. So you can go check out our our complete bracket over on our Instagram page. But today we're going to be looking through eight different villains. Villains throughout all pop culture, movies, comic books, TV, you name it. Wherever you can find them, they're there. So I'm going to kind of run through the bracket on our seatings, and then we'll start talking through them. We'll start matching them up, and we'll start fighting. Anything else you want to add to it? Um, If you don't know how, like, a normal bracket works, like, you know, March Madness kind of stuff, please check out the picture. It's a lot easier to look at than for us to go through and say, well, here's our one fighting our eight, but... Um, yeah, basic bracket. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Really quick, I want to mention a few of our honorable mentions before we move on. Before we start talking about who's actually yeah, on who's the actually on the Oh, bracket. yeah, yeah. Okay. Good idea. So, people who didn't make the 32, the first one that I think of is Galactus. <laughs> I had a problem with this one, but we're moving on past it. Why did, I didn't think he should be in there because he can literally eat planets. Yeah, but I think he'd be way villain. too OP. Yeah, no, you're right. We're 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 doing like the most popular villains, and Galactus is not the most popular. Yeah, you know, um, because he's almost a different tier of like literally galactic forces that are yeah. at work, especially in the Marvel universe. Yes. You know, like he's he's a galactic force. Yes, you know, it would you don't not mess work with well that. within this. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing more. You know, not lower level, but your your yeah. popular, your mid level. Good villains. We had a few Spider-Man villains like Mysterio and Craven the Hunter that we didn't add on there. We I just, forgot about Craven. Yeah. Um, Craven the Hunter, and then one that your wife recommended that we didn't get on there was Regina George from Sorry, Mean Girls. Sarah. Yeah, she would have been the thirty-two seed out of thirty-two, and she would have lost immediately. Yeah, I mean she's a good psychological villain, I guess. I mean, could you, could you imagine her up against our like all-time number one seed on here? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. She would have been up against who? Lex Luthor in like, that last bracket? Yes. It would not have ended up. Yeah, that end. wouldn't have worked well. Yes. Um, so this week, our eight people, our number one seed, going to be Lord of Voldemort. You know what? Before we... Let's just go through our number one seeds real quick so okay. everybody kind of has a feel for okay. it. Okay. So we have Lord of Voldemort. Lord Voldemort. Darth Vader. Vader. Magneto. Interesting choice. We just kind of chose him. You texted me about it, and we just kind of went with it. Yeah, we just went with it. And then Lex Luthor what? from the DC Universe. So we kind of spread them out throughout different universes, different places. So we're going to kind of just see if the number ones stay number one through the whole bracket. I don't think they will. No. I bet there'll be some good upsets. I don't think any eights are going to beat ones, but I think there's going to be a lot of upsets. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say no eights are beating ones. No. I would say a six or a seven might could pull it off with I some know. luck. I'm excited to see. Yeah. And the way that they're going to win is we have nobody to break the tie within it. We're just going to have to convince each other. <laughs> and I think it's going to work. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, so going through today's bracket, number one seed, Voldemort versus number eight seed, the Riddler. Number three seed versus number six seed, Doc Ock. Number two seed, Kylo Ren, versus number seven seed, Bowser. And then number four seed, the Xenomorph from Alien, versus number five seed, Bane. Mm. Very diverse side of the bracket. I, I'm pretty proud of this bracket on the whole because we, we just came up with the, We didn't like look up a list or something. We just came up with them kind of out of nowhere. And we just put them all together in a bracket. We just started numbering uh, and making yeah. seeds. And, and they're all different universes. And, you know, I think well, for the most part they are. We have one Star Wars, we have two DC, we have the Aliens, we have Harry Potter, we have Nintendo. I mean, we're, we're pretty diverse on this one. I mean, and then our, all of our number one seeds, Star Wars, Harry Potter, DC, and Marvel. We, can't, we got to spread it out. Yeah, no, we wanted to, keep, yeah. we wanted to spread it out because it would be easy to do all Marvel or do all Star Wars. Yeah, do all comic book even. But we're just going to keep this spread out. Yeah. So are you ready? I am. Do you want to go through – did we say the rules already? Yes. Like you literally just kind of – Make up a fight for him yep. and see who wins. And who would win in this fight? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Number one seed versus number eight? Oh, we need like an intro. Versus. Dum, 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 dum. Like deal or no deal? Yeah, yeah. let's get one. Well, I may do it in post. I may not. 
Just do what I said. Okay. Just That's going to be it. Number one seed, Voldemort, versus number eight seed, Riddler. Who would win the fight? All right. Well, first thought is, of course, Voldemort. Okay. He's Why? literally the dark wizard, like, and he's the one who shall not be named. Yes. And he kills people at whim. Like, just boom, bang, dead, done. He does. But do you think the Riddler would have any chance? Riddler would actually have a little bit of a chance, I think, if he knew some stuff going into it. Right? Yes. Riddler's a smart guy. I would not discount him going into this fight. Like, I, I wouldn't underestimate him if I were Voldemort. Yes. Also, interesting, Tom Riddle versus Riddler. I know. Just throwing that out there. Uh, the Riddler's name, if you don't know, is Edward Nigma or Enigma. Pretty interesting than that. And he appeared uh, in DC Comics in October 1948. But I just don't think the Riddler has enough power at all to even try to match up against. He doesn't have enough firepower. And the Riddler's normally a solo act, right? Like yes. He kind of does his own thing. He'll go with some of the other DC villains, especially against Batman and um, but normally he's by himself. Voldemort has his, what are they called, Death Riders? I, yeah, I think so. I can't remember. Death Eaters. Death Eaters. Um, so he's got a crew, a posse, and he doesn't even really need them, yeah. to be honest. And I'm just thinking, like, the Riddler, like, he's going to he's gonna make Voldemort think a little bit, because that's what the Riddler does, is he's going to give you riddles, and he's going to give you different ways to be manipulated. Yeah. And he's going to make Voldemort think, and Riddler's going to kind of hide out and put all these traps out for Voldemort to get around. But as soon as Voldemort comes into contact with Riddler, it's over. There's, yeah. there's no fight. Yeah, that's the thing. Riddler, I, I can visualize this fight actually happening, though. Like, I don't know. I feel like Riddler's going to draw him in, draw Voldemort in, and then Voldemort would actually end up, like, having to go through some kind of maze or something. I see a lot of cat and mouse going on. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. And Voldemort's going to get frustrated and it's almost like Voldemort's going to play along until he finally says, like, enough's enough. And, like, Riddler may get the first shot in. Yeah. Like, he may, yeah. like, sneak he may up get, and a, get a, a cheap shot in. in. Because Riddler is a literal genius. Like, yes. He, he is psycho, but at the same time a genius and could at least trip Voldemort up. And the rest of the bracket, there are some where, like, I feel like if they go up against each other, like, the higher seed's going to win. Yeah. It's over. This is not one of those. Yeah. This is one where I think Voldemort's going to have a, a tough time. At the beginning, at least, but in the end, it's just it's just gonna be it's gonna be over quick once they get face to face. What's the death spell again? I don't remember what it is. You you know more Harry Potter than I do. Really? Yeah, I've never read. You've read the books, haven't you? Uh, yeah, Avada Kedavra. Okay, Kedavra. Kedavra. Immediately, Riddler's gone. Yeah, I'm thinking Deathly Hallows Part Two, where Avada Kedavra. <laughs> Out of there. Yeah. So, Riddler, I'm erasing him from the bracket. Especially with the Elder One. He's gone. Voldemort's winning. Yep. Yeah. E- easy easy first round. We yeah. We saw that one coming. Yeah, and the way, once again, the bracket works, if you haven't seen it, go look at it. But the one always faces the eight and mm-hmm. all that. So, this the one versus the eight is probably going to be the one that's going to be the quickest. Yeah, just like Easiest. in March Madness, if you watch basketball, 16 has won against number one seed once ever. Once. Ever over the past six Almost years. again last year, but yeah. yeah. But yes, it's very rare. It's very rare. And that's it's the same thing with our villains versus. Yes. But the next one is when we're going to start getting interesting. We're yes. in our number three seed, Ultron, versus our number six seed, Doc Ock. So, Cody, who would win? Man, I really don't know. We both have Marvel villains here. I think on paper, Ultron is the... More, more powerful, powerful agreed villain. I'm, I'm going to be thinking more Ultron from the comics, yes. not from Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. Age of Ultron, he was still powerful, but I don't think he was as powerful as he was, especially in the comics. In the in the movie, Ultron with the army, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yes, um, but Doc Ock is once again a very smart guy. All these villains, like they're either super geniuses or super strong. There's nothing in between. Yes, really. But um, Doc Ock is a really intelligent guy. And I don't know. It's kind of a tough. My one. gut reaction says Ultron, not because yeah. he's the higher seed. I think Ultron's a little stronger, and I think he's just as smart, or even smarter than Doc Ock, because he's AI and he's adapting and he's learning always. Yeah, and once again, this is going to be a fight. I think this one's going to be much more of a fight than Riddler versus Voldemort yes. to begin with, and this one's going to be very physical. Yes, um, it, very. 
And I, th- I think Ultron gets the overpowering. Do we want to bring in Ultron's minions or just Ultron? Let's just say Ultron. I, I think himself. so too, yeah. because I think when you start bringing in minions and stuff, that's whenever it got, starts to get diluted. But we want to stay with yeah. just one v one right here. Okay. If you brought in all the henchmen, it would be Ultron. So here's the thing, right? Doc Ock is a genius. He has his robotic arms, and that's kind of his main thing. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking Ultron could find a way to maybe even, like, hack into him. Yes. And turn him against Doc Ock. I think so, too. But do you do you think that Doc Ock is smarter than Hank Pym? I don't think so. Because Hank Pym is the one who created Ultron. If you remember back in the original comics, like, issue number 60-something of the Avengers. Yeah. This is whenever the original Ultron was created, and Hank Pym was the one who created him. So I'm thinking if Doc Ock was smart enough, he could outsmart the AI and somehow destroy it internally from programming. You think? You I, think Doc Ock could, could actually if pull the upset here? I don't know if he's that smart. See, this is, this is getting more into a, a brains over brawn. Mm. We're really like I know this is the this is the tough one. This is already the, the first hard matchup within the versus this series. Is, this is honestly a very difficult one because, like you said, Doc Ock is an intelligent guy, and I'm thinking Doc Ock would would be prepared for this fight too. Like Ultron, I felt like was just going to show up because he's an AI. Like, what planning would an AI need to do? You know, you're a computer. You're, yeah. you're just there. Yeah. So I feel like he's just going to show up. If Doc Ock had a good plan going in, I'm, I could see an upset. I give you that. I think he would have to do it from inside, though. Ultron is yeah, too strong physically, and he's made of vibranium. Yeah, you're not going to penetrate that. So, who does your go? Who does your vote go to? I'm giving it to Ultron. I'm going Ultron. I'm giving it, Ultron's going to come out, beat up. He's not in good shape. Mm-mm. He's he's he's, he, he's taking it. I mean, Doc Ock's going to hold his own. He can. The scale that we looked at in the Spider-Man episode two weeks ago, Doc Ock was like, he could lift a lot because of those arms. Mm-hmm. He's very powerful. Oh, yeah. But I just don't think he has that matchup against Ultron. There are different you know, classes of like fights and of people who fight. This is a heavyweight battle. Yeah. And it's going to the last round. It is, but I think Ultron's taking it. Split decision. Let's do it. By the judges. Ultron's out. Ultron. I mean, Ultron's got it. Doc Ock's advancing. Doc Ock's out. I'm saying that wrong. Doc Hawk's out. Doc Ultron's Hawk's out. <clears throat> Ultron's in. All right, moving to our third matchup. <laughs> this one's kind of silly. This is me. a really interesting but one. I can't handle this one. Number two, Kylo Ren versus number seven, Bowser, the king of the Koopas. Who to win? <laughs> I don't even know. Have you ever been a? You've never been a big Mario fan, have you? No, not really. Uh-uh. Dude, Mario's always been my jam. What do I need to know about? about Bowser in this fight. How how would he show up to this fight? Bowser is a very one-dimensional villain. Okay. Not a lot of layers. Very straightforward. I'm going to go steal a princess, and I'm going to leave. I can blow fire out of my mouth. Which is big. Yeah. That's important. I can shrink into my shell. I can spin. I can hit you in my shell. I can also, in Mario Galaxy, he can throw planets at you. Kind of scary. I don't think we can count that. But I mean, he, he's taken a lot of different forms over the years. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is he always steals Peach. And he always gets defeated by Mario at the end. And Super Mario 64, you defeat him by jumping on by getting his tail, spinning him around, and throwing him on a bomb. It's the only way you can defeat him. Okay. So, how's Kylo going to take him down? Kylo's going to take him down. How? <laughs> I don't know, but he will. Because... Like you have a lightsaber and you have the dark side of the force. Yes, and well, we're not counting minions and stuff. No, it's we're just not counting Kylo the versus Bowser. Or they, anything like that. They walk up together on a star destroyer, and it's just Bowser and Kylo Ren. I already know Kylo is going to have some kind of uh, temper tantrum. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. He's going to get mad because Bowser's just going to roll around, do whatever he wants, and, and that's, retreat into his shell. That's why I think that Bowser may have a little advantage because Kylo has a very short temper. Very. Kylo short loses temper. it very easily. But Bowser, he holds his own. Yeah. Mario games can be 30, 40 hours long. (laughs) And Bowser holds strong until the very end. Usually three different battles you have to fight Bowser before you finally defeat him. Yeah. Can Kylo last that long to defeat Bowser? That's actually a good question. That's a good point. That's a a, a really good question. 
Bowser's consistent. Bowser is consistent, and I feel like he has a bounce back. Like, if he gets hit, he's coming right back. Yes. You know, Kylo gets hit one good time. I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to bang his chest and let blood fall into the snow. <laughs> yeah, so he's just going to get angry about it. Yeah. Kylo's really powerful, but I think his ego may get in the way. I'm thinking you're right, but I don't think at the end of the day Bowser is smart enough to really take advantage of that with Kylo. Bowser's smarter than you think. How does he get away with stealing the princess so many times in a protect, protected castle? That's a fair question. 20, 25 times he's but done it. But it's Mario that's smart, and I feel like he lets the princess go. I'm, I'm... Don't tell me you're voting for Bowser. Dude, I'm thinking more towards Bowser. No. Also. I really am. No. Uh, what do you, I gotta think about this a little longer, but I still just don't think Bowser has all of the like physically. Maybe he can match up, and he's quick. Yeah, right. Like he he's he's a smart hand to hand. Yeah. So, and I don't think Kai was all that great of a villain anyway. Can I, can I give you one more point? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Smash Bros. Whenever you get the Smash Ball with Bowser, you turn into Giga Bowser. You turn you grow about seven eight times your size. What if Giga Bowser's coming at him? Whenever they fought for a little bit, he's got the Smash Ball, and now he's Giga Bowser. Wait, how big does he get? Like eight times the size of Bowser. Okay, then that's not a fair fight at that point. <sighs> because then you just, like, step on Kylo. But still, I'm thinking Kylo's taking him out at the beginning. I don't think it's going to go that long of what's, a fight. What's the death blow? Just lightsaber? Just yeah, I'm thinking lightsaber decapitation. <laughs> Do you think that Bowser's shell is strong enough to withstand the force of a lightsaber? Not with repeated blows. You think, think so. over and over again it's gone? Yeah, I'm thinking, I just see Kyle in this fit of rage. Like, he's been taunted by Bowser, and Bowser's being Bowser, right? And like almost making fun of him. Yeah, and see, that's what Bowser does best. Being immature and having an ego is going to get mad. And go into this fit of rage. And then he's going to do some real damage. That's what I see happening. I think the force makes it... I think the force is what puts it over the line for me for Kylo. This is also Kylo in The Force Awakens. Stopping a a bolt in midair. Having a conversation. Yeah. And and then letting it go. And I don't think Bowser... Bowser? Bowser. Bowser has the mental capacity to withstand force manipulation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just don't think mentally he's completely... Completely gonna make it. Like they may. I think he's got him physically. Yeah, he could actually do some good damage to Kylo physically. Yeah, and I think Kylo is at the end of the day a pretty smart guy. But if he gets in that fit of rage, he's done. It's over. I think he's done for almost anybody in front of Kylo. Almost. Oh, okay. If he can get to that point, if if they are like match up physically, if he gets in that fit of rage. It's over. It could be over for anybody. All right, so he's a two seed. So I, I know mean, we he rated is. him pretty high. We had, we had him high. But uh, I was, any last thoughts? I think ultimately Kylo is going to win it. I just really wanted Bowser to advance, and I was <laughs> trying really hard. But I think you're right. I think Kylo is going to win this fight. I don't want to sway your vote. Actually, yeah, I do. Yeah, you That's do. kind of my point. <laughs> I think Kylo's got it. I still think Kylo's got it. It's not by it's not by much. It may. It's one of those fights. I think where. You look back at it, and it didn't last that long, but it was a much more even fight than what it seemed. Yeah. All right. That's that's what I feel. On a great day, Bowser may take him. It would be closer. But it would be close. I yeah. think I think Kylo's going to win 9 out of 10 times. I still think Kylo's winning. Yeah. Kylo's moving on. That Just that rage, the raw. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. Kylo. So moving on to our last first-round matchup of the day, the Xenomorph from Alien versus Bane from DC Comics. So this is our four and our five seed. Yes. This is the one I was the most excited about looking at this. Yeah. I don't know a ton about Xenomorph. You're a little bit... You haven't seen all of those movies. Okay, I've actually... I've seen Alien and I've seen Prometheus, but I don't think okay. that really counts. Um, I've I've seen Alien 1, 2, 3, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant, so I've seen them a pretty good bit. Um, and I'm pretty familiar with the Xenomorph. And it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah, just the actual physical image. Yes. It's looks he's so tall. He has that mouth within his mouth that has teeth within that. Yeah. He has a super sharp tail, lightning fast, super sharp claws. Lightning fast. Though. Like like super fast. Super fast can outsmart you. He's scary. 
and I don't know if Bane can handle that. Bane is strong, but Bane isn't the smartest. And I'm thinking more. Bane is actually pretty smart. Are we thinking Tom Hardy Bane or are we thinking comics Bane? I think we're going comics Bane, which is a guy who is actually pretty smart. Okay. Like, he's not. He's going to at least hold his own. Um, but this is the Bane where he gets juiced up. Juiced and he's up. massive. Yes. This isn't like Tom Hardy Bane is just a really strong guy. Uh, yeah. A human that would have superhuman strength, but just barely. Yes. But who also is just tricky. Yes. We're know? thinking comic book Bane, like you said, who yeah. is just unreal big Hulk size that has just been juiced up with who knows what. Yes. Um, yeah. So... Who are you leaning towards? I gotta be honest. I don't pit anybody against Bane and not bet on Bane. Really? At the beginning of the fight, okay. Bane is so strong. Like reading a little bit more about his his powers and abilities, just on the wiki thing, I didn't yeah. realize, or I didn't know as much about how he's not only strong but a good warrior. Yeah, right? you see a little bit of that in the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, like he's he can hold his own against Batman in any kind of fight. But he's also like a strategist, strategist, a strategist, tactician. Like he knows what he's doing going into a fight. That being said, Xenomorph is freaking scary looking, man. I I think the advantage for me with a Xenomorph goes to the tail as the reach. Mm. So on its wiki, it says aliens have segmented blade tips tails. The sharp tip was initially a small scorpion like barb and they changed a little bit. So it's this really sharp barb. With an extended reach. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Bane's going to be able to overpower that reach. I would agree with that. Like, And, and one of the uh, ways that Sigourney Weaver beats the alien is because she's evasive in the first Alien movie. It's it's kind of a, it's another cat and mouse mm-hmm. game where she's hiding a lot. That is after the alien kills the entire rest of the crew. Yes, the aliens came through and it's destroyed the whole crew and she's trying to get out, right? Mm-hmm. And she wins because she's so evasive. She does not overpower him. Bane, can he be evasive because he's so big? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think he could do okay. I still think, end of the day, I'm thinking Xenomorph is winning this. I, I, this is my feeling. I think Bane would, this would be a great fight to actually watch. It would be very interesting Bowser to see. Bowser versus Kylo is going to be kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I see, I think Xenomorph is going to start hitting the vials that Bane has that are yes, juicing him. The venom. Going to yeah. start taking that out one by one. Bane's going to lose his strength, and the Xenomorph is just going to overpower him. But, I mean, Bane's still doing some damage. Yes. Bane is doing A few damage. good hits in. Yeah, this is like the Ultron Doc Ock fight. Like, yes. This is going to be a pretty heavyweight blow or yeah. battle. And um, I'm saying Xenomorph. Okay. I am too. So that means all of our top seeds have advanced to the second round. Which is how it happens most of the time. That's why yes. they're seeded high. Yes. It makes sense. But this is... We're in the bracket semi, right? Yeah. So we're going to one versus three would be Vol- Vol- Voldemort versus Ultron. Voltron. Voltron. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> we didn't add Ultron. Oh, we didn't add Voltron. Well, he's a good guy, isn't he? I don't know. I've never I actually can't even Voltron. remember. Um, Voldemort versus Ultron. Who would win? Oh, gosh. Oh, this is so difficult. This is where this gets weird because there's two completely separate universes. Yes. Um... So it's just very difficult to say who's going to win. In in the Wizarding universe, it's Voldemort winning almost everything, right? Yes. Except against Harry Potter. And that's more of like a moral battle. But you never see Ultron with AI and robots and these types of things. You see him more with primitive technology, kind of with the Harry Potter universe. Oh, you mean Voldemort with is that what, yeah, yeah, you see Voldemort with older kind of stuff. You don't see him in this new age mm-hmm. where Ultron is based out of. Yeah. It'd be a very different new place for him to be fighting in. Yeah, it's just a different different world. Um, oh, gosh. But the thing is, with the Wizarding World, Harry Potter... You know, you can cast a spell and it would do things as good as or better than technology. Yes. Would the death spell work on Ultron with him not being a human? No. It wouldn't. I don't think so. So Ultron has the advantage right there. It depends on your definition of life, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ultron would get into that somewhere because he's probably had a monologue about life within. Uh, yeah. <laughs> James I mean, Bader. James Bader definitely has had a monologue about life. Robert California bringing it out right there. <laughs> um, uh it's just tough. It just would the spells work against Ultron? I think that's what it comes down to. Is I think there would be spells that would work 
as far as just battling Kim. Yeah. Right? Like, just your general battle. Um, I'm thinking back to the movies where he, like, would spin all the water and then the fire and then yeah. just all sorts of stuff. I still think Ultron might win this one. I think I, I think you would. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards Ultron. I think we're going to start ruffling some feathers already pretty early on. I mean, this is a tough thing to do. It's hard to say because of just the nature of all of these different universes colliding. They're very different. Yeah, very, very different. I think Ultron's winning this one, though, I not, with not much trouble. I think so. At the end of the day. Because if it comes down to brute strength again, oh yeah, no, Ultron's got Voldemort, no question. And if the spells aren't working, Voldemort is completely exnayed from this, and Ultron advances. Mm-hmm. We doing it? Our first upset, Ultron over Voldemort, the Dark Lord. <laughs> this is a tough one. I'm doing it. I'm saying Ultron. I'm saying Ultron. I'm saying Ultron. I think it's not going to be that close of a fight. Voldemort is going to have one good trick up his sleeve, and he'll do some damage, but. Ultron's, I think, winning that one pretty, I too. pretty simply. Okay. But I'm, I'm just as surprised as you are. I, I was thinking Voldemort going in, but after yeah. just a few minutes conversation. I didn't even think about when we were setting these up about the semifinals or anything like that. Yeah. Of the brackets. Like, I just thought about the first round. Yeah, like, just the this first This is when round. it gets fun. This is when it gets interesting. This next one is going to be interesting as All right, well. Ultron on to the final of this bracket. Of this bracket, which would be like the out. Elite Eight. Of yeah. the, all 32. Yeah. So now, number two seed versus number four seed, Kylo Ren versus the Xenomorph. Who wins? Dude, this may be an upset again. You th- you're thinking the Xenomorph I right off the top of your head? No. I don't know. Because like we said with Bowser, Bowser has his shell, right? Yeah. And that shell is pretty impenetrable. Yeah. So you come up against a lightsaber, Yeah. you know, with that shell, you're okay for a little bit. Yeah. How's Xenomorph going to do against a lightsaber? He's too quick. He's Bowser's too quick. slow. He can't evade it. I don't think Kylo ever gets a good enough view onto the Xenomorph to even get a slash on him. Really? Yes. I think the Xenomorph is so fast around him and so evasive. The only way Kylo can do it is the Force. Is to hold. Is to stop him. And I think Kylo has to be just a little bit patient to make that happen. Does Kylo have the patience mm. to overtake? Here's another question we didn't discuss before this, but what are the locations for these fights? I think we want to go more of a neutral area. Okay. I'm thinking like a actual like battleground. There's nothing around you. It's very basic fighting. See, and that's the thing. I feel like with Alien, especially in the first movie, you're in a ship with a lot of tight corners. Yeah. You know, to where you can hide and jump out, which is how the movie's made, jump scares. And yeah. Like but I think if you're in an open battleground, Kyle's got a real good chance against that's, Xenomorph. That is true. So do we want to keep it an open battleground? I, I, we're just kind of thinking through this as we go. Let's say this is... Um, this is like a wooded area or something. Like you have okay. trees. I'm thinking in hide behind. episode seven. Yeah. In the snowy area mm-hmm. where Kylo loses to Ray, who had just learned how to use the force. Okay. Well, we don't have to bring that up. <laughs> just did. <laughs> Xenomorph's going to make it interesting in the woods. Xenomorph would be Kylo in those woods. I think so too. But open area, Kylo's going to win for sure because Xenomorph just has no place to go. Yeah. Yeah, I, because I think Kylo in the end is gonna is gonna win that fight if it's remotely open. Yeah. So we have two different areas. Yeah. Who wins that? Okay, here's my thinking. Okay, if it's a wooded area, or if it's an area with any kind of corners, aliens gonna win. Yeah. Right, xenomorph. If it's an area without corners, most likely Kylo's gonna win. But I think aliens still has a really good chance. Okay. So my overall answer. It's going to be Xenomorph. Okay. There's another upset. I think so, too. I'd, I'd like to see that happen. It'd be so interesting to see Kylo fight a Xenomorph. I think Kylo could do some work. It, it depends. I don't know. Do you Like, how intelligent is this I, Xenomorph? I, I pulled it up. I have, its intelligence is listed right here. Um, it's, a, it's a big paragraph. I don't, I don't know how intelligent they actually are, but I think they are pretty dang intelligent. I mean, they're not going to be taking psychology anytime soon, but they're, they're not intelligent like to learn creatures. and to know what happens. Yes, they can adapt to their environments very well and adapt to a battle situation, no problem. Now, the thing that's always the cheat code with like your Jedi and with your Sith is the Force. It is. So how... 
Because I feel this is just a simple creature, you know, and yeah, Kylo could potentially just control it. Yeah, I mean, thanks to all the creatures in the Star Wars universe, the Kylo is probably headed. Yeah, take. almost none of the creatures are ever an issue in the Star Wars universe. True, like you have a Rancor. Yeah, um, you have the I mean, thing that was on Han, Han Solo's ship. Yeah, and then everything else is a, like a humanoid or yeah. a Wookiee or a Twi'lek. But they, but every time there is some type of creature, they, the creature never wins. Never. So the xenomorph, I think, would be another creature-like thing in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, that's the thing, and it, like it's going to be a good fight. Oh, we're going back and forth so much on this. Ultimately, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go opposite of you, and I think Kylo is going to win. I think I just convinced myself Kylo was going to win because the Force is always going to win out in a lot of these fights. I hate too. I don't think a single xenomorph is powerful enough to like, take Kylo down. With the force, no. Yeah. I no. think if you got like aliens from the movie where there are multiple, they would definitely take Kylo. But I think a single xenomorph. And even how we were saying, like in tight quarters, xenomorph would probably take Kylo. Now I think back on that, like if Kylo is actually in touch with the force and once again calms himself down a little bit and like senses where it's yeah. at, where it's coming from, that actually could be a pretty short battle. Yeah. I, th- I think Kylo is going to advance. Okay, I'm going with Kylo. Oh, we've gone out back and forth so much. That's why we're doing it. It's it's going to be super interesting to see who wins this bracket after all this. So all right, we're we're in the finals, going to our fir- making it to our first final four spots. It is Ultron versus Kylo Ren. Yeah. So just to recap what Tyler just said in our overall villains. Yes. Just in case anybody really does not know how a bracket works, whoever wins this will be playing. Whoever else in the final four of yes. all the villains we've got, all of our 32. Correct. Kylo, Kylo Ren versus Ultron. Yes. Who oh wins? boy, don't ask me that question. I don't know. Off the bat, I'm saying Kylo. Just immediately. But then I think back to their arguments that we've had for Ultron and how powerful he is, how smart he is. A lightsaber, I don't... Th- is it going to go through vibranium? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. You think it's, it's, it's too yeah. strong? I think it's going through vibranium. It's not going to be one one cut vibranium. It's going to be rough. It's not going to be like Thanos' sword did with the shield no. in Endgame. That was a little too overpowered. Yeah. Um, that was kind of cool, though. It was. <laughs> but Kyle's going to be able to cut through it. Kyle's so going he, to be able to cut through it, but I think So he can take be. him out if he needs to. If he gets to it. If he gets to while trying to take him out, he can but is Ultron going to be too powerful with brute strength and knowledge? Because knowledge, he's an AI. He can fly around. Yeah. Super intelligent and super strong. Yes. Kylo is going to be stationary. He's going to play it pretty smart. He's going to get mad. He's going to have a lot of strength. Yes. He's got a lightsaber and he's got the force to be able to use. But I don't think the force is going to be doing anything on a computer. I still think the force is going to work. I mean, it's going to work to some extent, but I don't understand because it's overall living things and blah, See, blah, blah. I think through the force manipulated a blaster. But how many midi-chlorians does Kylo have? Oh, my gosh. Question. Okay, George Lucas. <laughs> so if he, if he can hold Ultron in place long enough, stationary to go up and just give one good slash... I, it's not going to be a slash. I'm thinking episode one. You know when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are trying to get into the um, those people's ships in the very, very beginning? Yeah. And the big blast door and mm. the Jordic has come. You yes. know, he stabs it in and it has to melt it away. And it takes a long time. To, That's yes. what's going to have to happen for Kylo to beat him. But is Kylo going to have that time? I don't know. I think to take out Ultron, you're going to have to have supreme intelligence. To go from the inside and take out his AI. I'm thinking Ultron actually wins this. I'm thinking he's going to. Which is... I, was, I wasn't expecting him to win this bracket. I wasn't expecting Ultron to make it far at all. I don't know. Is that our final answer, though? Because like, we, we keep going back to, okay, well, the Force. What, is, what role does that play in I this mean, battle? If, I'm, okay, I'm thinking about my intelligence thing. We're, we're talking Sith Lords right now with Kylo. Mm-hmm. Could any Sith Lord take Ultron out? Yes. Okay. Which, I'm, I'm thinking if you have Force Lightning, okay. you have the ability to disrupt. Some Force Lightning like, would take him out immediately. Some electrical you know, stuff. Yes. I'm if this thinking, was Palpatine against Ultron, 
I think it would be no no matchup, which may stink if we end up getting there. Mm-hmm. But I think Lightning takes them out. I think, but that's just the type of matchup it is. Yeah. I'm yeah. Go- I I'm think I'm up. doing it. I think I'm saying Ultron. I'm going Ultron to win the bracket and going on to the final four. Wow. Okay, so our number three seed, Ultron, just takes... Just wipe the four. With... He just beat Voldemort. He beat... And Doc Ock. Doc Ock was actually maybe the hardest Voldemort fight he had. and Kylo. Yeah. That's a hard fight to the finals. Yeah, yeah. There's some other ones that are definitely, I think, easier than that. This was a tough bracket to begin with. Yes. This is my favorite bracket of the, of the four, I think, because it's just the most diverse. The other ones are really good. I mean, I'm excited No, it's all downhill it. from here. It's, <laughs> um, but, yeah, Ultron advances. I think so. He's our first victor in the Versus series here on the Culture Shock Podcast. Wow. Breaking news. Awesome. Breaking news. Speaking of breaking news, Cody. Wow, that transition was fantastic. What's in the news? I don't really know, to be honest with you. Um, so this week at, at Comic-Con... A lot of stuff was announced for Phase 4 of the MCU. We have all of the releases f- until fall of 2021. So, next May, Black Widow. And then November of 2020 is going to be The Eternals, starring Angelina Jolie, which we talked about about 14 weeks ago, <laughs> with her being cast. February of 2021, we have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Literally no clue what that is. Absolutely I couldn't no even tell idea. Um, and then our first Disney Plus series will be WandaVision in the spring of 2021. Then we're going on to May 7th, 2021, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I don't know if the multiverse has anything to do with Far From Home because I've still not seen it yet. Um, <laughs> I can't say anything. Uh, then we'll have our next Disney Plus in spring of 2021 with WandaVision would be Loki. And then uh, the next fall will be the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then finishing off what we have um, confirmed in November 5th, 2021, is Thor 4, Love and Thunder. Which Interesting. I sent you the graphic. Yeah. And it looks like comic book Thor. Yeah, it looks dope. Like, we're going back to exactly... Like, that looks like straight 70s. Yeah, it's... It's psychedelic. It's so retro. <laughs> so I think that's going to be really cool to see. What are you most excited about after looking at all these? Um, I think I'm actually more excited for the Doctor Strange one than any of them. Okay. Which is kind of odd. Not, only, not a ton of people absolutely love Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is so good um, in just about anything he does. But... I think it's going to be really interesting, and it says Multiverse of Madness. Who knows what that means? I know. Um, but Black Widow also is probably second on that list. Because how are they going to do it? I'm, I'm curious how they're going to do it, but the character is just enigmatic. Yes. So to speak. Uh, I'm, I'm most excited for Thor and then the Disney Plus series. All of them. Mm-hmm. I just want to see how they're going to structure these. Is it going to be eight episodes, all 55 minutes long? What's it going to be like? I think it's going to be a short release, like or um, like a Stranger Things type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eight. six to eight episodes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or kind of like the Netflix Marvel series right now, Daredevil and all of them. Yeah, probably something like that because that was that was successful. Yeah, um, not going to be like an Agents of Shield, twenty six episodes of all oh forty gosh. minutes. Yeah, no. Um, which also in the news, Marvel announced that it's going to be canceling Agents of Shield. It wasn't ABC that confirmed it; it was Marvel. Hmm. So, very interesting front on that. It was still making money, so ABC didn't want to cancel it, but Marvel just done with it. Yeah, Marvel's they're probably just done with the story, and if ABC would have said they canceled it, then the question would have been, okay, yeah. is Disney Plus going to pick it up? So that's why they yes. announced that. But um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the... How many ten, rings? Ten rings. rings? Ten rings? Yeah. Not seven. Ten rings. So, Shang-Chi, fictional superhero, obviously... Uh, the master of kung fu is what he's known as. Okay. Um, and he gains a lot of different powers to create duplicates of himself. Okay. Um, and joins the Avengers at some point. So that's a little bit of the background on that. He's definitely uh, not definitely. He's a little bit of a newer character. Came out in '73 um, in the special Marvel edition number 15. Um, but mainly kung fu, <coughs> you know, yeah. Eastern Asia kind of influence on that. But looks pretty cool. Sweet. I'm excited for that. Wow. 
it's always fun to get new characters added into the MCU. Yeah. Um, so speaking of MCU, how close is Avengers to breaking the record? What was the most recent you saw? I saw something in the news, um, just that it was on track to break the box office record set by Avatar. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to look it up right now and see exactly where it's at. But I know that it's got to be getting close. Like, they have been milking this thing. So much. Oh, my God. It shouldn't still be in theaters, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, no. Just end it now. <laughs> we should go see it and just see if we can be the last people to give the money that puts it over the edge. Yeah, I want to be the last person to see it in theaters. I gave the $10 that put it over the, over the edge of Avatar. Yeah. Dude, think about Disney right now. They just released... Lion King. Yes. And it hit number one in the box office. And then Avengers Endgame supposedly, let's see, 1.5 million globally added to it this weekend. It surpassed. So technically it did surpass Avatar's 2.789 billion gross, and it is 2.79 billion. Okay, so it's done it. It's supposedly done it by now. I don't know if these figures are official because this came out four hours ago. Okay, so that's pretty recent. Yes. But finally did it. Think about the money that Disney's raking in right Unreal. now. Unreal. The, just the return on that. Yeah. Because the budget was $356 million, But if they've grossed $2.9 billion, Oh, the budget is, is a massive compared to any other movie. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the biggest budgets of all time, I think. But still, yeah, doesn't Try, matter. The, the budget was $356 million. Guess how much they made opening weekend? Uh, five hundred million, three hundred fifty-seven million U.S. Wow, you made in three days <laughs> your full budget. Your full budget plus for a million dollars that it took two and a half years to make. Unreal, love it. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Cody, before we close out today, I have one question for you. For me, yeah. All right, what you binging? Oh my gosh, I was not ready for this question. Um. Right now, I am actually binging. Okay, well, we've been watching Big Brother. Yes, a lot. you told me about that. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I'm looking at one thing I'm going to add to my binging. But I've been watching Big Brother a lot, and I've also been watching a lot of West Wing recently. Okay. Um, man, that show's so good. I can't get over how good it is. Like, you sound like such an old man when you start talking about the West Wing. I don't know why, though. It's so good. And it's like such, I've learned so much about America. Oh, my gosh. And, like, the president. and it, Because it's, ah, whatever. It's great. If anybody is looking for something to watch on Netflix, you don't want to watch a stupid comedy. You don't want to get Friends watch forever. a stupid food documentary. Go watch West The Wing. West Wing. Yeah. I just watched an episode. Side note, because we both work at a church. We were, you know, had ministry degrees. Um, this uh, episode, and it's called Shibboleth. Okay. Do you remember that at all? No. Supposedly, I think it's in Kings or Chronicles or somewhere in there, okay. where Shibboleth was used as a password for the um, Israelites because there were another army that was trying to like infiltrate their camps. Kind yeah. Of, and the other army could not say the word Shibboleth um, because like Hebrew is very yeah. so it was Shibboleth or some Anyway, so they would say Sibboleth. Okay. Anyway, and the whole episode kind of followed that track through, and it talked about Christianity and, and like, um, you know, government versus church. So it's all these really just important, really good issues that are still relevant today, although it came out originally in 1995. Interesting. It's a great show. Also, uh, Dark Age just came out, which is book five of the Red Rising series. Of course it is. And it's it's about to come out, actually. Um, It'll come out in a few days. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love this book series. You're obsessed. So, recommendations, recommendations. West Wing, Red Rising. Boom. Boom. Love it. Tyler, what have you been binging? So, last night, I got to go to the movies because you came and you watched my son. You're welcome. Which meant you sat on my couch when my son slept. I almost slept, too. Yes. I was I was tired from the so weekend. It was the easiest babysitting gig you'll ever have. Still haven't been paid for that, by the way. Oh, uh, well, I'll Venmo you later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we saw The Lion King. Which we had a good discussion on it two weeks ago. Yeah. With the remakes and sequels. Really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. There's been, it's getting a lot of flack in some of the reviews. It has like a 7.2 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. A lot of critics aren't loving it, but it's because it's a remake. People are never going to like a remake as much as the original. And I did not like it as much as the original. Yeah. Definitely did not. But it was absolutely beautiful. Un- like, 
the first scene whenever they're, the Circle of Life's playing and Rafiki holds up Simba for the whole um, whole Proudlands to see. It's just unreal beautiful. Really? And it's, I mean, it's a shot-for-shot shot remake. It adds a little, 20 minutes into the movie, so there's a little bit of development within scenes that weren't developed within the animated. But the one problem that I've had and that I've heard a lot of people have is be, you can't have animals emote. So whenever there's like an emotional scene, like when Mufasa dies... Whenever Simba's like going up to him, you hear the the voice of him being sad, but you can't really see it in the lion's face. Mm, okay, because they want to be as realistic to the actual animal, so they're not going to give him tears. They're not going to make him frown. They're going to make him a realistic lion. But besides that, I loved it. Um, so much fun reliving that movie. Well, what was it we said? Was it last week where we said that um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Versus Lion King. I put it in my reminders. We're going to talk about it in about three, four weeks. Okay, well, because it came out this weekend, right? Yeah. It grossed $531 million worldwide. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm not feeling so confident about it. 530 on the opening weekend? You never know. That that surprises me. I, I I don't That's know more than are, I thought. I don't know if these are entirely accurate because it did just come out, and they never really have the accurate numbers until what are you a week looking later. On? Box office mojo. Okay. Um, but it says that domestic was 185. Okay. And then foreign was 346. Also foreign, million. it went pretty hard. Yeah. Still 180 domestic for an opening weekend is not bad. No, that, that's pretty big, but that's insane. Yes. So uh, I recommend it. I mean, a lot of reviews, like I said, aren't going to be loving on it. But it was a really good time. If you love the original and you know it's going to be a remake of it, you're going to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, you are. And then one thing I forgot last week. I should have mentioned it. You hadn't seen it yet, though. Spider-Man. Far yeah, Man. you saw Spider-Man. We watched it over the fourth weekend. Yeah. I, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but, yeah, it was really good. I can wholeheartedly recommend it. What did you think of Mysterio without giving too much away? Mysterio was great. It was perfect how they did it. So you love Jake Hall as Mysterio. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even think of it as Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. It was just Mysterio. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he has the mask on half the time, but Gyllenhaal did a great job um, yeah. just because he played the part how it needed to be played. Yeah. And you need to watch it before we can talk about it anymore. I do. Hopefully this week I'm going to go see it. That's my goal. Yeah. See it this week or this weekend. Um, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those are the two movies I need to see now. Yeah. Working on it. We can go see that this weekend. And then I'm still going through Stranger Things, and I started Wild Wild Country last week when I had the stomach yes, virus. it's so good. Uh, hopefully I'll get hooked on it. Still, it, it's Did you finish episode one? I did, but I was, dude, I was puking my guts out, so oh, yeah. I didn't really enjoy it. By episode <clears throat> three, you're, you're sucked in. It's only like six episodes. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's all we're binging, and that's all the time we have for you this week on the Culture <laughs> Strike Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye.